Welcome to Pot Not Soda. And now it's time for Brett, Brian, and oh damn, enjoy the show. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, it is absolutely disgusting to me. The thing was cold the entire time, too. Well, that's because we waited for it. We did. You can't. I mean, we already, did, we already been, did a bad product into service. Would it have been better mm. piping hot? I don't think so. I don't think you can change that. I it think is. it would have been better. Yeah. Really? Not, not by a measurable amount, <laughs> yeah. necessarily. We might have to cash in our sick hours, um, though. Mid-episode, I think, this time. You. I think I'll be all right. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Pop Not Soda, episode 15. I think it was 14. I think we just said 14. 14. We are <laughs> here we with episode <laughs> 14. Season 3. Season 3. We have a very, very, very special guest on. The owner, the founder, Society Brewing, Doug Constantiner. On. Hello. Yeah. I had to. And I had you to say his last that. name like that every time. I had every, to emphasize that last thing, just in case you, because everybody can spell it now. <laughs> yeah. If you need to look it up, if you need to contact him, that's how you do it. I, Doug, thanks for coming on. There's no way you can spell it just by hearing it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes, we are very excited to have Doug on the show. Doug, again, thanks for coming on. Uh, if you don't know what we were talking about when we came in, is we just did a taste test of the Taco Bell naked chicken chip. Just released this week. Yeah. Um, if you want to see our reaction, what else would we do? <laughs> Our videos up on Facebook. Anything. It's been on our page since Thursday. Uh, Brett almost died. It's disgusting, guys. It is disgusting. It's just it's a it's a terrible fast food fad. That Taco Bell's making everything that shouldn't be chicken chicken. Well, it's just yeah, it's just repurposing a meat in a different yeah. way. And why is and why is Taco Bell the the leading force in this? Shouldn't it be like KFC? <laughs> no, I think that because this like is Popeyes. demolition man's fault, bro. Well, Demo- see, <laughs> see, to me, it, it seems that Jack and the Boxes... Don't blame anything on Wesley Snipes, okay? <laughs> Jack and the Boxes locked down like the stoner market for a long time, and this is like Taco Bell's next attempt. They do go I don't think they board. needed to ever advertise no. to stoners. But I mean, you know, previously before they... There. I mean, I guess like the naked chicken chalupa is what they previously had, which is a chalupa shell. Which is just fried chicken. That's disgusting. So oh. you're eating you're eating fried chicken that is shaped at, like a taco shell with lettuce, cheese, and tomato in it. I mean, where's outside of the fact that it's sorry, you know, gross, disgusting <laughs> fast food where the animals are treated like garbage yeah. before they're killed? Where's the balance and texture? Like, don't you need that starch? Don't you need the crunch? Don't you need something right. like that? You're biting through this pounded, molded, flat, disgusting. It's just shoved in like a press chicken shell. Yeah, yeah. it's shoved into a press. Could you imagine too? You you mentioned it about the, like your animals. Imagine if that was like one of your relatives. Like, yeah, uh, grandma got repurposed as a taco shell the other day. It was uh, it's kind of unfortunate. That does not look like Dorothy. <laughs> well, I, th- I think one of the means I think it's like Hannibal Bears or somebody talks about like chicken nuggets on the ground. Like that that was a baby chicken that is now. You're you grow up and your life your life ends. With you being discarded chicken nuggets in the middle of the street. That is a sad, yeah. Yeah, but I mean. Pretty brutal the, shit. The weird, right. sweet yeah, sour we sauce gets real, yeah. We are real, real dark. <laughs> this is so all hope, I hope you're fault. not eating dinner. Yeah. So I hope you're not eating dinner Sweet right and now. sour sauce gets thrown into the trash, but chicken nuggets. On the ground. Yeah. On the ground, yeah. yeah. Um, but you but, know, that whole food shit you buy. I mean, it just gets me thinking about other fast food fads, like, and that are so American that is like 
disrespectful. Um, it brings me like the KFC double down. Yes. Which I guess was, KFC did yeah. do the the chicken patties ads, the which buns. I'm pretty sure Taco Bell and KFC may be owned by the same like corporation. Oh, you're right, because they always have those dual – and then like Pizza Hut's in there too, right? Yeah, yeah. I think Maybe. Pizza Hut's in there. And uh, what it is is if you don't remember what the double down was, it was two fried chicken breasts with, uh, that were the buns, and the sandwich was cheese and bacon. Oh, my God. I think that became like a mainstay on the menu, right? Yeah. I hope not. I haven't eaten a TFC in years. Yeah. So. Oh, my God. That's disgusting. But then they tried to make it like, oh, well, here's the healthier version. They're, they're just grilled chicken breasts. You know what I've always wondered is why the fuck people like the McRib so much? Oh. I tried that once in my life, and it was like eating the bottom of your your sneaker <laughs> like just doused that's what it in is. that's what the McRib is oh. it's it's the sole of someone's shoe well i think they did a, a study on it recently and it contains a lot of the same material that's found in yoga mats and like you, you yeah. know so McRib? that and subway bread yeah so we can eat yoga mats yeah hey, i mean you know, same right. it probably it would right taste there. better yeah, yeah. it legitimately yeah. taste i'd better. rather do yoga on a McRib. yeah if heidi klum was doing yoga that. on the mat and i ate it i might like it a little did you guys see the video of that girl in uh i think it was santa clarita up in la and she's crying. She's in front of like city council, and she's, I guess it's up to McDonald's to decide if they want to do the McRibs. And uh, she, I mean, she loses her shit because she says that you know city council needs to talk to all the local McDonald's and say that you know, you need to bring the McRib rack back because it's ruining my Christmas. <laughs> and she goes on for a couple of minutes. Look it up, Google it. It's fantastic. Oh, oh my god, heartbroken. That's people go nuts for food. Well, I mean, Carl's Jr. is releasing a burger in which they're putting boneless baby back ribs on top of a cheeseburger. Yeah. Yep. We're going, okay, we're going into a dark hole on this, but I got to ask, before we go on to the next subject, we're acting like fanatics here, but I know that if we did, there's probably one item that if they pulled from one of our fast food joints, we would go nuts over. What? What is it? Dan? If they if they pulled oh, it's, one it's like what's your go to animal style fries from Anim- In and Out? That's a good. That, if they got that rid of animal style fries, would be so pissed. Yeah, you go nuts. You would go to City Hall. Well, <laughs> that would be right underneath the Paul Walker statue. Would okay. be my priorities. Okay. So I would have an agenda for City Hall. Paul Walker statue first, then animal yeah. fries. How about you, Doug? I uh, like it's, a, been, it's been a while since I ate fast food, but. Yeah, you're on like a fitness regimen too. We were talking about it before, man, and everything well, that, like that. I just never really. It's just like a. I don't know. It kind of seems like it all tastes the same, and it's all the same it texture. Does. It's all the same. It's all yeah. When yeah. you start to really think about it, it's not that good. But growing up, I used to crush Taco Bell. All right, Taco Supreme, no oh. tomatoes. So, uh, yeah, if, if there was one, Supreme. if I were into it, and they're like, "Yeah, sorry, no more Taco Supreme," I'd be like, hey, "You guys suck." Yeah. <laughs> Because ha- the sour cream, is that what makes it? Yeah, sour cream, some cheese. Yeah, just whatever it. kind of meat that is in there. <laughs> a little crunchy shell. <laughs> a little bit of yoga mat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> some yoga mat, ground up, whatever it is. Yeah, some water bottle in there too. Brian, right. how about you? Let me hear your stoner ass response. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Coming in swinging. Uh, well, speaking of mystery meat, um, I mean, my favorite fast food item for multiple reasons, nostalgia. Um, just the economic factor, because it's 99 cents. Um, I know where you're going. Oh, no. I know where you're going, and I'm very happy about this. Bro. Yeah, and it's yeah. the two tacos at Jack in a yep. Box, which <laughs> which 
Used to be three tacos at certain locations. What? Yeah. So you when I was in, tacos? yes, when I was a uh, a young lad in high school. This is like the 1950s? <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, my friends and I would get on our horse and buggy carriage. Uh, no, so like, you know, when you're young and you can't drive, you just got to walk places. Yeah. And you generally had that friend like you would always go to their house, right? Like on the weekends and shit. And so my one friend, Steve... Uh, was like a mile away from a Jack in a Box, and for two dollars, a dollar eighty-one to be exact. I don't know why this number is ingrained in my head. Probably because I ordered it so many fucking times. But you could get three tacos and a super quencher for a dollar eighty-one. A super quencher, just a giant drink. It's like oh. the it's yeah, the yeah. biggest soda you've ever seen in your life. Yeah, you could swim in it. Yeah, that was like if you're ten years cents, old, you can swim in it. The two tacos were ninety-nine cents with the tax one eighty-one. Bladder buster. Yeah. <laughs> Biodome, yeah. completely. Yeah. For, so for yeah, for two bucks, eat like a king. And we must have hit that. Sp- God, I don't even want to think about how many times. We <laughs> That's funny because my mom's there. favorite thing is Jack Tacos, and I was like, I didn't oh, even know Jack, Jack in the Box made tacos. At least but we know she, it's just like she hitchhiked beach, to Woodstock. Jack so. Tacos. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> you know, at least, guess, we, uh, at least we know that meat is just ground beef and soy. It's not like eighty percent ground, eighty-seven percent ground beef. Because they did about. test that like recently, I think. Well, no, they they talk about didn't put their recipe out. Jack and Bots did. Oh, they did? Yeah. Okay. And it's yeah. a local San Diego company, so we got to yeah, get behind exactly. them. Amen. So, uh, yeah. Brett, I final one to you. Brian, Brian took my two tacos, but if it was anything else, um, I'm going to have to say the chicken stars from Carl's Jr. <laughs> the chicken stars. They're not even on the menu anymore, and you almost act like, like I feel like we they treat you like stars tonight. I don't know. They're not the same. And I know I will not defend those chicken stars. They probably taste like shit. Yeah, they're probably just worse than that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Portion but I don't know what it is about a chicken. Like, if you see a Carl's Jr. on a road trip or something like that, I'm going to pull over. If I haven't eaten, I'm going to get a, some chicken stars. And if they don't have chicken stars, I'll lose shit. And you'll see me in the newspaper in the morning. Yeah. yeah. Local man arrested for... For destroying a drive-thru. For a six-piece chicken star. Uh, yeah. well, th- well, talking about stars, um, the three of us uh, at Pop Not Soda, we... Uh, had the opportunity to see Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 this yeah. past week. Yep. Mm-hmm. So this has now, as you're listening to it on this wonderful Monday morning, uh, it's been out for over a week. And if you haven't seen it, um, you know, it's good. You yeah. should go see it. <laughs> I mean, it's it's what, what a glowing endorsement. <laughs> yeah, Dan, Dan. That's a, that's a <laughs> stamp on that right there, Dan. No. And we were talking about it, Doug. Doug, you haven't seen Guardians of the Galaxy either. Right. Like either of them. But... We were talking about about it before, and I think in the entire Marvel universe, this is like the one appealing kind of movie to the entire thing. To the non-Marvel people like me, yeah, the people yeah. that live under a rock, and nah, I mean, you guys that are just making like, me feel or like or don't an purposely bury their head under right. a rock, you know, <laughs> you know? like nah, I want to see it. I've heard nothing but great things, and everyone's like, "Dude, no, you'd like it. You'd like it." Like, yeah, God, I need to get out and see this thing. And before we get into like any endorsements about that movie, too, what did you pour? By the way, what is this right now? Uh, depends on what you poured. This is I poured Harlot for me. You got a Harlot. What is that one? Harlot's a Belgian extra. Belgian extra. So All it's right. a it's a almost extinct style that's native to the Belgian uh, border region of Belgium and Czech Republic. What would you? I'm drinking the batch or Republican. Uh, Republican. What is the um, Harlot? What's the ABV on that? Five six. Oh, holy moly! And Publican's five five. Okay. So, Publican just came out. Um, it's our San Diego summer, 
you know, small IPA. Yeah, we only see it six months out of the year. Just about. Yeah, yeah. And then you rotate it over to... The Dandy. The Dandy, that's and right. That comes out in our frigid winter months yeah. where it drops <laughs> down to about 62 <laughs> degrees and you need to bundle up. And it's, it's unbearable. Yeah. Yeah, in San Diego. God forbid times. the 40s and then people don't go outside, yeah. you know? Yeah. Jeez. But hey, thank you for bringing gifts though too because yeah. we are taste testing this entire interview. It is delicious. We've got the Harlot and the Publican. Uh, before we go into that Guardians of the Galaxy review, one more time, uh, we are drinking beer from Society. If you haven't checked it out, it's off of the 163, right off Claremont Mesa Boulevard. Um, and yeah, go and check them out. They have the best beer in San Diego. Uh, I've been going there for four years now, four and a half years or whatever. How long have you guys been around for? Uh, we've been open now five years. May 2nd was five Holy years. Holy crap, man. Yeah. Did our uh, actually first delivery ever was yesterday five years ago are you kidding me so wow. that's pretty cool there i mean are. it feels like it went by quickly but at the same time it's like it feels like it's been 20 years yeah i mean Just the packed thing is in so much time you guys have taken off thanks yeah, yeah. we're open seven days a week 8262 claremont mesa boulevard there we yeah. are right there and but we'll uh, def we'll definitely get into uh yeah, a you'll, lot you'll more have to stick yeah, around yeah, for yeah, a duds for exclusive sure. interview um which will be the latter half of this episode yeah, but that was a perfect tease, Brett. Good job. You're, Thanks for calling. You're it quite out, the Dan. tease. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but <laughs> Guardians, uh, I I enjoyed it. I've, I I I it was not what I was expecting um, because I didn't think that uh, for Marvel to go character driven would be on one of the younger, I guess, series that they have. Being that this is only the second movie that these characters have been in but i mean i appreciated it i mean it was good, it was good. yeah it, it i don't know to me the characters definitely carry that entire um yeah. yeah that entire franchise for sure um it is ironic though because characters don't carry any other marvel movie for me i don't give a crap about any other characters and these are the only characters that um i mean you can you can assemble them together and i still don't care <laughs> about five of them together. Um, you don't care about Robert uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s uh, psychotic break oh in that God. whole emotional drama yeah. that wasn't compelling for you? But I, I really think that Guardians of the Galaxy, it's nailing a niche for people that have missed um, a lot of what Marvel has done in the majority of you know the grand scheme of things. I think it, it caters to a niche of people that have needed that for a while. And um, yeah, we won't get into the story because I think it's a little spoilerish, but... Uh, it's worth watching. Uh, yeah, I would. I'd say it's definitely the best movie uh, that's out in theaters right now. Um, this one versus the first one, I would say, is a lot more uh, going into that comic book realm, and I think that they kind of have to to catch up with the rest of the cinematic universe and this whole giant clusterfuck that's gonna erupt in our faces uh, and whatever it is. Um, I do think the first one is still a lot better and still a way better standalone movie because this one, again, I think starts to get its roots into, you know, everything else that's going on. Soundtrack's awesome. Um, visuals are awesome. A uh, ton of humor in it, uh, which is hopefully going to be a mainstay. A um, couple of the jokes fall a little flat. That's what we were talking about before. Yeah. They seem a little... You, you can predict what's going to get called back Yeah, in the joke. So they set up a joke, they lob it up in the air, and you can tell exactly how it's going to land five minutes, ten minutes from that pitch. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, it's it's 
pretty formulaic after you see the first two couple of the setups. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, it's worth watching. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Super entertaining. I, I do. I do want to say this too. I don't know. I, I didn't even know these seats existed. So Brett and I saw the movie, and they have these seats. Uh, we went to Hazard Center. Oh, you went to the, the 4D seats, didn't you? Yeah, the, the, sh- the shit that like, moves around yeah. or something. Did so, you sit in wow. them? No, I'm not yeah, no. yeah, oh yeah. So, They're... so like you got to pay extra for these seats. But we walked in there. There was nobody in the theater. So I like, got oh, fuck it. Let's just sit down and try them out. So we sit down. And be- and this was the previews. This wasn't even the movie. Like the first five seconds. It legit like lifts up and starts moving around. And we were just both like, oh, no, no, no. Fuck this. We're done. We're going to go sit in a regular seat. So I was like, no, let's try it out, man. It seems kind of cool. Uh, but I don't know how you could sit through a two-hour movie do- doing oh, that. Like, there's I would, some, oh, there's some around there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Could you imagine in IMAX 3D in that theater with those seats watching the new Transformers movie? <sighs> no. Oh, my God. I think you'd die. Be, like yeah. Your head explodes. Like something happens. You would die. Yeah. And the seats, too, you feel like you're sitting up and there's no edge. Like I can literally... Fall off? If, yeah. You, you feel like... You would tip over and you would actually like eat shit on the side of your face. That'd be funny. Um, yeah, if there was like a dramatic like Rogue One, I couldn't imagine watching Rogue One in there where they're doing like a speeder chase and you're just like, dude, I would fall flat on my fucking face. <laughs> well, uh, so you brought up Star Wars, which uh, I think a lot of people had always compared the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie to Star Wars esque, like very much that type of feel of a story. Um, and if I were to compare Volume Two to anything, I would say this was very Star Trekky. Like, I got a very big Star Trek vibe from this movie. Yeah, like, the ensemble has been set now. The yeah. team's together, and now it's playing off the dynamic of the team. And it was and very colorful, like, and it was, yeah. And, and paper-thin and, plot. I mean, like, yeah. I don't know how to say it. Which like is that. very Star Trek. Like, yeah, that's very, like, yeah, very yeah. Star I mean, Trek. You, you're, you're relying on the relationships of what happens between these people before any story actually like, I will comes say, to other, it. Other than the adorable baby Groot that is one of the best parts of the film. I think the actor, there's two actors that steal the movie for me. Uh, one being Dave Batista as Dratz. And the second is Sean Gunn as Ragland. Um, he's the director's brother. And his part of the movie is a little bit more expanded from the first. And he's fantastic. Yeah. And yeah. He looks like he's going to be <clears throat> rolling with them. Yeah. I don't, you know, yeah. leave it at that. Yeah, I think that, yeah, I, I would say if you haven't seen Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, definitely go and see it. Um, special effects, I mean, worth watching in the theater, too. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, yeah. But we're Your gonna... girlfriend <coughs> won't walk out of the theater. It, she'll be entertained. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a good couple movie. What about wife? Wife she's as well. Little, Mistress, how too. Does she, she's how a does little she less feel tall. I would tell you, uh, person with daddy issues Russell. may not be the right movie. Yeah. Ah, yes. <laughs> yes. That's the only... So don't yeah, take yeah. your stripper... <laughs> Hood rat wife, girlfriend. Anyone that has Mistress daddy issues. Don't talk about here. Tanya like that. <laughs> <laughs> Doug's getting pissed over here. We're going to pull into break right now. No, we're going to come back uh, with a quick little plug uh, for society brewing like that. And then we've got a little interview with Doug. Uh, we're going to ask you how everything came up from the brewing industry, where you started before, and where you're planning on going with that, too. Lots of hard hitting questions so uh yeah you're prepared we'll yeah. roll out the couch i've never man. heard these before so i don't know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for this. Yeah. so we will catch you on the flip side and we will be back in a bit clank clank well maybe i should just open it brian is literally like making sound effects you read the script and didn't actually follow the physical directions on that one you're reading the stage directions <laughs> not the lines 
All right, guys. I uh, hope that break um, was as productive as ours uh, was. But we are back with an exclusive interview with Doug Constantiner, the owner founder of Society Brewing Company. That's way smoother than the first. Yeah. Pronouncement. Co-owner, co-founder. Oh, sorry. I was trying oh, to. Co-owner, co-founder yeah. of Society <laughs> Brewing Company. Uh, Doug, uh, we appreciate you being on tonight. Um, and if you haven't been in society, you should go because you have been missing out and your life will change um, if you have not tried their beer yet. Hurry. And they can maybe hit pacers afterwards. <laughs> That's usually <laughs> what Brian does. It's, no, it's I think cheetahs. cheetahs. Oh, it's, it's cheetahas. cheetahas. Yeah, it's Excuse cheetahs. Me. Yeah, yeah. Or you, you I'm getting my gentleman's club. You go down the road for pure yeah. flat. Is that next to bullpen? Yeah. That is next oh, to bullpen. Oh, I, I have never heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> never been there for cheeseburgers for lunch. Uh, isn't there one? Yeah. We're going to do on a strip club. Yeah. Reason Dark why hole. we brought him on. We got Doug here from Society. You guys are located off Claremont Mesa Boulevard. Anybody in San Diego, if you haven't checked out Society Brewing Company yet, do yourself a favor and go and check them out. They are located off the 163, like I said, Claremont Mesa Boulevard. Um, Hit us with that address, Doug. 8262 Claremont Mesa Boulevard. But oh. here's the confusing thing. We're on the north side of the street in mm. a business park. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we're not off Claremont Mesa Boulevard. Use Google Maps. Yeah, yeah just put I it mean, in your phone. Ways. Don't, yeah. don't just do, exactly. do what when you, go, you did back in the day yeah. and pull out a map and no. just go, where's 8260? Thomas guy is good at it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and if you tell them that Pop Nut Soda sent you, they will just stare at you because they won't know what you're talking about. They'll still pour you some beer, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the first question I want to ask is, how how does one who grew up in Texas, went to University of Arizona, where it's on Wall Street in New York, Brett, because that's where Wall Street is, find his way out to San Diego and uh, own a brewery? Beer. Just beer? Okay. So, well, I got into beer at kind of a young age. And I think by 18, it was freshman year of college, I was like, I knew I, I, knew I wanted to own a brewery. So the goal was... Uh, major in finance, go work on Wall Street, make a shit ton of money. I'll be 45. I can retire. It'll be a you know second career. And I'm out there. I'm working on Wall Street, doing investment banking. And my mentor uh, at the time, who has a wife and still does, not at the time, but my mentor at the time. Who's ma- married. Yeah, your, yeah, yeah. Your mentor at the time <laughs> yeah, was yeah. married. He was like, you know, what do you want to do? I'm like, well, I want to start a brewery one day. You know, I'm 45 and I've got, you know, $10 million in the bank. And he goes, if you've got that much money in the bank and you're married and you have kids, you think your wife's going to let you quit and move to California to start a brewery? I was like, well, I never thought about that because I was single. He's like, you need to quit now and do this. So I was like, all right, point taken. So it was between San Diego and Portland and uh, both great beer towns. Denver was kind of in the running, but I wanted to be on the West Coast. Uh, At the time, this was now 10 years ago when I made the decision. Uh, Portland was very much known for brew pub on every corner. San Diego was known for production facilities. I always wanted to have my own production brewery. So I said, I'll go to San Diego. I knew a bunch of people from University of Arizona that lived out, out here. So transition was pretty easy. Came out here. Uh, being a brewer is like being a chef. You kind of bounce around. You work in different places, and you go to the next gig. Uh, worked at a couple places around San Diego. Landed a full-time job up in Orange County at a place called The Brewery. And that was like the, the biggest step yeah. in my career and then worked there for a little bit overlapped with who, uh, Travis Smith, who's my business partner right now, who's our brewmaster. And, uh, we were there overlapping for like a year and a half. 
he left for a job down here and it was about six months that, you know, we missed each other so much. Cause when we met, <laughs> it was like bromance. <laughs> I mean, like, I was like, what? Love it. First yes. sight. Can we be, you know, it's like stepbrothers. Like, did we just become so best friends? friends? Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was a shared passion for beer that got us together, but you know, immature humor and just kind of all the same things. Do you guys have similar tastes in beer? Yes. Okay. Uh, about 95%. Okay. That's a big part of it too. That's what, okay. Is our, our palates aligned. Cool. Very much so. And, uh, we agree on a lot of things and the little that we don't agree on kind of challenges us both sides. Innovation. Yeah. Or just, you know, Holding don't get accountable, right? pigeonholed and something. Yeah. You know, kind of explore whatever's going on. But so we said, you know, screw it. Let's do our own thing. And, uh, got together over a couple of beers one night and said, you know, what if we do this? Oh, well, all right, let's do it. And the next morning we started. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Wow. And that was 10 years ago, or five? That was six, six years six ago. Six years ago? Basically okay. six years six ago. Six years ago. And Travis has been in the entire time too? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Heck yeah. I mean, ba- we're 50-50 basically. And did he ever at one point back you up as like a mentor or was it more of just... Yeah, you, no, like he a, was he was always senior to me Okay. when we were working together. So he was a mentor at yeah. 100%. So, and life and brewing. I mean, I look up to him still now today the same way I did back then. Yeah. So I'm really curious in, you know, the genesis of, of this idea. Do you start with beers that you want to make? Do you start with just like a, you know, like a foundation that you're going to have for the brewery? How did that, you know, how did that come about? It definitely starts with beers you want to make or that Travis and I want to make. Right. And it's, you know, we said, all right, well, let's do our own brewery. Okay. Oh shit. What do we do? <laughs> you know, and I right, will we like to drink these kinds of beers. Let's make them to our specs. And it's not a, uh, let's make whatever sells. Yeah. Let's, let's make beers that we love. We've got one chance at this. And the way I look at it is, uh, you know, when we decided to, you know, put a couple recipes together or at least not even recipes concepts, you know, recipe can be done pretty quickly and refined easily over and over and over again. That's the brew mastering part of it. But, the concept behind the beer is pretty important and we never wanted to make a beer just because it would sell. Cause say you, you're, you're a home brewer and you love home brewing and every single time you brew it's, you can do something different. You don't like it. No big deal, but you have fun every single time. Now you start your own brewery or you go work for somebody else. And 80% of the time you're making a core beer that you hate. You fucking hate it. You hate <laughs> drinking it. You hate making it cause it's a pain in the ass. That's terrible. Now yeah. you're basically in prison in your job that you just left to get into this career. So our whole thing was let's make beers we like to make. Hopefully they catch on because if they do, now we're going to be happy making these beers yeah. that other people are buying. <laughs> I mean, it blows my mind, right? That <laughs> such a simple concept. It's it's simple ABC type stuff. And you guys got you guys got into it with the right mentality. And I think that that's where where it extends now to such a sustainable sustainable product. I, we we see you in North Park. I mean, you guys are in downtown. You guys are all over San Diego. Have you guys? Do you guys have a plan on extending outside of? I mean, are you extending outside of San Diego yet, or is it? So there's a we sell probably a hundred kegs outside of San Diego per year. Okay, uh, a little bit in San Francisco. So we self distribute. It's probably like two hundred fifty kegs. More of like friend favorite, like. There's a select account. Okay. 
handful of places in Sacramento, San Francisco, uh, people in Orange County and LA will come down and pick it up. But uh, otherwise, I mean, it's 99.9% in San Diego, San Diego County. Yeah. Uh, we're in about 320 places right now, draft only. Are you kidding me? 320. Yep. Wow. Damn. That's awesome. And like, if you walk into, so we, we walk into a bar, we see society on the menu. What is the beer that you recommend first? I mean, to, to everybody, like, what is the number one seller of society? So number one seller, which isn't by a long shot, is the pupil. Okay. It, it ekes out barely. Everything's pretty flat. Okay. Um, what I recommend usually is, it, it depends on the place. Say you go to a beer bar. Uh, I don't think legally I can name places because then it'd be giving them value. But uh, you go yeah, to you, a... a you, <coughs> feel free. No, no, no. I, I, mean, I can't. Oh, yeah, you yeah, can't. Yeah, oh, you yeah, can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it, got it, got it. Um, <laughs> yes. He's much more responsible <laughs> yeah. than we are, guys. Yeah. <laughs> we don't give a shit. That Call was, it a... Uh, this yeah. is our uh, business manager over <laughs> yeah. here. That's, oh, your, yeah, that's your general counsel right there. Yeah, yeah. Um, XYZ loaded bar, bar yeah. on 30th Street. It's probably going to be Pupil, Apprentice, any of the hoppy stuff. Yeah. Uh, you go to a place that has great food, elevated food that focuses on food and beer. The Harlot. That's our number one seller. Belgian. Any place. Yeah. Yep. Belgian Extra. Yeah. That's uh, and we've seen the difference. And some places will try and take on an IPA at a place that might have really good food, and it just ends up not selling. You'll get a lot of sales initially because they people just want IPAs right now. Yeah. Right. But then you have it with really good food and it, sometimes it squashes it. Yeah. Oh, one hundred percent. Harlot's one of those beers that it's, it's got enough complexity to keep it interesting, but it's not going to overshadow anything. Yeah. I will say, I do think, I, th- I think the one that I personally have come across the most outside, um, at beer bars is the apprentice. Okay. Yeah. yeah I, I, that, that, I, th- I think that is the one I've come across the most. Yeah. It's out there quite a bit. Yeah. yeah. And you guys, I mean, that that's a cool thing about you. So you, what I've always respected about you guys is society brewing. You never extend beyond where uh, you guys need to. And I mean, that's it's one thing too. You always see bars that care about beer um, that have you guys. It's no, it's not some dog shit pony show right. that's pulling society. And you guys care about the clients that you guys work. Is that strategic on your end, or is that just like luck of like luck of the draw? Or that's it's definitely part of the plan. Yeah, an approach from the our, beginning, huh? Yeah, our sales guys aren't commissioned. Okay. Because we don't want them to be incentivized by oh, if I can't sell the the beer here. I'm going to put it at this place because they'll take it. And yeah. All of our beers delivered cold. So our sales guys do the deliveries too. We self-distribute and the beer goes in the cold box. Our head sales guy usually follows up a day later to make sure that the beer is still in the cold box. <laughs> that and concretes your philosophy. At the end of the day, we're only as good as our worst beer. Yeah. So we take care of our accounts and it's more of a, like a relationship thing. So I look at you know how chefs buy food. They go, why well, I like working at a at a great place with food i like working with this place because they carry uh meat from this farm or eggs from this place and it's more of a relationship as opposed to a commodity what's the cheapest you know oh i want the cheapest eggs i want the cheapest pork blah 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 that i'm not interested in that i want to you know work with the bar staff the gm the bar the beer buyers bar managers whatever it is that want to work with us and we come in and we say here's what you know we expect from you, but here's what you get in return. Yeah. It's a, it, it is a high level. I mean, for what I can tell, it's a high level expectation on both sides. I mean, right. you guys, you guys deliver, 
uh, they deliver on what they promise to, and it's never a, a gap in the relationship. You right. guys are always coming through with a product that yeah. you guys intend on selling. And we never want to push anything. Yeah, That's a I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's never shovy either. That's yeah. a, like a huge thing with society product too. It's, it's never, you guys know your name so well that it's recognizable or somebody's going to tell you about it. It's never just like sponsored out on the billboard or anything like that. And I think that that well, is, we don't hu- have the money to do that. So, but I mean, <laughs> it's, a, it's a crucial, <laughs> crucial thing with marketing too, because your name markets itself. Yeah. You don't have to spend a lot of money in that. You can invest in the actual product, which continues to get better and better. Well, I mean, on that point of your name, um, I've always wondered where the theme, the name, the branding, and the name for the beers kind of come from. How much time do we have? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, uh, let's let's just focus then on the name yeah, of yeah. society. Well, we still have a couple uh, growlers left. Yeah. You know? So uh, the whole thing with society is that beer is for, every, for everybody in society. Uh, if somebody is as passionate about wine or food as I am about beer, and the guy's a you know blue-collar worker, good luck. You know, you can't afford some guy, blue collar, minimum wage, whatever you want to call it. You, you fucking love wine. You love food. You want to eat the best shit in the world. Good luck. You're out, you're shit out of luck. Like you wouldn't believe you love beer. It doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, the, I always use Pliny of the Elder as a great example because at a, a, a place close to society might sell it for $5 and 50 cents for 16 ounces. That's what insane for Pliny. A lot of people consider one of the better beers. I used to say the best beer in the world, but then I got a lot of hate. So, <laughs> you know, it's, for a world-class beer, what is widely regarded as one of the best double IPAs there is out there, yeah, $5.50. I don't care who you are. You can afford that. Yeah. So that being said, if you're a surgeon or, you know, big-time lawyer and you're making seven figures and you love beer like we do, you also still buy it and you bond over that shit where it, it it's Sam Calgioni from dogfish head said it. it's an affordable luxury. So beer is not too good for anybody and nobody's too good for beer. That's, that's the simple concept behind society. It's like we have this incredible product right in front of our faces for nothing, you know, relatively for nothing. It's, it's the equivalent of an $800 bottle of wine that we're getting for six bucks that's outstanding it's a low risk uh hobby you know if you get into wine you're like trying to get into wine you're like shit i'm gonna buy a bottle for 20 bucks like now i'm gonna open a 750 what if i don't like it you know or what if it i don't know if i don't like it what if it's bad what now to drink it all this or that and beer it's like what it's gonna be five dollars for this bomber yeah cool if i don't like it i'm not gonna be that pissed and what if you start getting to like 60 dollar bottles of wine like yep. I better like this shit, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. it better be good. And then you're like, well, I don't, I, you can't compare it. Everything's relative. Right. So take someone who's never had a sip of wine, beer, anything. They've uh, theoretically have only eaten potatoes. That person's whole entire life. You give them a glass of, you know, whatever French wine. That's, you know, the, the number one wine in the world. That person's not going to know how good it is unless he or she tries 3,000 other wines that he goes, oh, well, shit, that's actually really fucking good. So with beer, you can kind of open yourself up to that. You can explore more stuff on a lower budget. Yeah. You can, you know, you can try society beer and then you can have um, 
Keystone Light, and I think you can tell right away. Uh, can you which edit one? that part out? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we will, yeah. We'll get that. We'll get that part uh, cut out. No, uh, but well, you need your water, you know. No, hydrate but, yeah. as well. But know? I mean, that like you, you're making a good point though, because I think like at some point when you do when you get into the wine industry or any other like um, expensive expensive food or anything like that, um, quality always seems to uh, increase with price price always increases with quality beer doesn't necessarily seem to be that market i mean you guys invest in a great product like pupil apprentice harlot it's all around the same price so no one's having to like take a gamble on anything that's going to break their wallet at the end of the day and then they're, right. they're going to be pissed about the decision right yeah you're, you're nailing it. it it is a great great market um yeah so i gotta ask you really quick uh do you have a favorite beer society so that's tough because, uh, like I was saying, with beers that we wanted to brew. Yeah. It's uh, <laughs> Brett's Alley every single time in our Pop Not Soda studio. Yeah. I thought that was Iron Man taking off. Yeah. There we go. See? <laughs> yeah. Do I get it? Yeah, yeah there yeah, we are. Yeah, yeah, there perfect. We just got to tell the public it's a trash truck, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. Favorite, favorite beer, though. Oh, fi- I mean, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well should we give a shout out to what we're drinking, too? Yeah, so we're yeah, drinking we're uh, Rogue Hazelnut uh, Nectar. Hazelnut Nectar. Yeah, right now. So yeah, I think Rogue's just one of the most fantastic brews of all time. Uh, Rogue Chocolate Stout is the beer that changed my life. Woo! All right, changed your life. Yeah, that's the one that got me on this trajectory of uh, alcoholism. That is quite. <laughs> that is quite a statement too. Yeah, so, I, be- yeah I believe yeah, yeah. I uh, I read a an article or two that it might have been underaged. Yeah, well, I grew up in Texas. I don't know. Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah you, it's not underage if you outrun the cops to Whataburger, is what he was telling me earlier. Yeah. To get some taquitos. Yeah. <laughs> they sell taquitos at Whataburger? That's the only reason to go there. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, you know, it, it's been fantastic to have you on the show. And, you know, we, we have a, a pop culture podcast. You know, that's what Pop Nuts Soda is uh, at its core. And I think the most fantastic thing is you were talking about beer being for everybody in society is I think more than ever, beer is a part of pop culture. And I think craft beer is a part of pop culture right now. Well, definitely in San Diego, especially sure. in San Diego. Um, it seems like there's a festival every week going yes. on. Yeah. yeah. I think there's like a couple now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Beer there's and bacon. I, I have, just beer. I have tickets to the Liberty Station Beer Fe- Brewfest in June already. Yeah. Is society planning on getting into any of those events? Or are you guys uh, like... We do a couple. I yeah. mean, I, I think it's a lot. But according to you know other breweries and people, like, we don't see you here. I'm like, shit. You know, <laughs> I didn't even... I didn't know that you know, didn't even hit our radar. We've got a uh, wonderful events manager, and she's got a fantastic process of weeding out some things yeah so uh we we you know being a relatively uh i want to say smaller brewery i mean we're above the average below the median but uh you know we can't be doing this shit every single weekend oh Oh, yeah yeah. Uh, and that's more of a staffing labor-wise thing it's you know uh, the people who work on weekends at society are bartending and running our tasting room and educating people there sales guys are usually off so that means if somebody's working a fest they're doing overtime. Yeah. So uh, it's a lot to ask out of people, but we want to be out there sharing our beer. But at the same time, we're not like a big sales force. We're not a big, you know, like uh, tsunami coming in and being like, drink our beer, drink our beer. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it, I don't know how to describe it, but it, it like with the tsunami analogy, 
you guys are like the slow train that is just coming in and redefining like the west of yeah ipas like that that's what i feel is happening right now is like the tortoise versus the hare yeah it's like it's (laughs) like a confident approach where it's like no we know what we're doing uh we're not going to overexpose ourselves we're going to do it i'm glad you think we know what we're doing (laughs) (laughs) from the outside you, I've invested. You've got him yeah, fooled. Yeah. Yeah. You've got him fooled. I have my three-year, three-year anniversary every night. Yeah, my three-year glass that I'm keeping till the end. So I'm going to be it's, cashing it's that actually in. Actually, right here. In my yeah, hands. Doug's drinking. <laughs> Treat that with delicacy, sir. Um, <laughs> I think he might be able to find you another one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I want to be palate yeah, left. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, we. So, like Dan was hinting, though, we we are a pop culture podcast, and I think one of the things we were talking about earlier in the episode is. Yeah, we do a lot of movies and things like that. And I think one thing we haven't touched on is how beer pairs with movies. Um, so let's go through a few of your beers and just figure out... Um, so is this like a word association Yeah, word. Thing? Yeah, yeah. Beer association. We'll, we'll call it beer association. Beer association. Beer association. Yeah. Hit me. I like that. Yeah. Let's go, th- let's go through your beers as Would society. you rather yeah. us name movies and you give us society beers? Or would you rather us name society beers? This is your show. Yeah. So um, let's do this. We'll pull up the beers really quick that society offers. And um, Doug, we will ask you what movie um, you think kind of pairs with the beer. So if you're going to take a growler home, um, what beer would be best for these uh, no, what or what, what movie? For Sorry, movie, what right? movie would be best for yeah, this? Yeah, and then I think we might have to throw out some movies at the end because I just have some yeah. great ones in my head. You just want to want to toss your way. Uh, All right, so yeah. here we go. Here, the first beer, if I'm going to take home, would be The Apprentice. What movie should I watch? Step Brothers. Oh, nice, nice. There we go. <laughs> Brian, how about you? Um, or actually, I'll we, go. Um, how about how about The Harlot? The Notebook. <laughs> I, I was leaning towards something like that, and I'm glad you said it. No, no, no. I t- I've never seen it. I'd probably say Bridesmaids. <laughs> okay. Nice. I mean, yeah. Okay. Hey, How about uh, co-ed enjoyable? I refuse to watch The Notebook. I'm sure it's great, and I just don't feel like crying. I've that's never the seen point. it either. I Wait. think, yeah, none of us on this podcast have actually right. seen that movie. That's so. not what you said earlier. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brian, what do you ask? What beer do you got for him? Uh, How about The Bachelor? <laughs> oh, no. uh, what's the name of the one in uh, Vegas with Zach Alphanakis and oh, oh hangover, hangover. Hangover. yeah Hangover Hangover okay, hangover. okay. okay. That. okay. all right yeah that I mean Bachelor Vegas Hangover they all go hand you're gonna get hand, a lot right? of comedies out of this all right so on that note we will do the lighter one on the IPA is the Coachman this Blazing uh, Saddles oh, <laughs> <laughs> that is that is perfect that is perfect can I throw another one at you of course the Butcher. I'd say, because I've heard the music that happens when this thing's getting cooked up. Yeah, I, I'd probably do Braveheart. Nice. Yeah, I think so. War movie. Yeah, definitely. Rallying. The Last troops. of the Mohicans. Ooh. Another. Ooh, damn, that is another good one. Uh, the pupil. What would movie would you watch while having a nice glass of the pupil? Animal House. <laughs> nice. Revenge that. of the Nerds. <laughs> Maybe Reven- I'd, I'd put Revenge of the Nerds. Okay, I could crush some people to that. There we yeah. go. There we I go. feel like all of your beer names could be movies themselves pretty <laughs> easily. Because I'm just looking at The Swindler, The Highwayman. I mean, those sound like badass movies that I would go watch. You know, throw Liam Neeson in there. Yeah, 
These are all like these are nicknames that Doug had at one point in his life during his journey to brewing. Right, the I'll swindler. Forgot most of that part of my life. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you guys still have the the high bend high bender high binder? Yeah, yep. high binder. Yeah. yeah, it's a uh, we, it's on our feral line. It's a sour raspberry. Okay. Yeah. So. I guess that's another thing too. Is let's talk Hitch. about the, the the sour line. Hitch, Hitch, okay. Hitch. I got it. He even got you. He even got you a movie recommendation. Watch some Big Willie while you drink on a highway. There we go. That's there what it's go. called. Hitch, yeah, Hugger, yeah. Hutch. Uh, before we get to that, like before we go on to the uh, more movies, you guys have sours too. Yes. The feral line. Yep. Can you talk about those really quick? Yeah. So I mean, we like to call them ferals, uh, and I've got a big gripe, and it. I'm not going anywhere with it, and I'm not changing anything, unfortunately, but. You know, to call a beer sour, I think, is not giving it enough credit. That's like saying, you know, oh, what bitter beers do you have? That's, no, these are IPAs. You know what yeah. I mean? So we yeah. call them ferals. Feral being like wild, you know, untamed type stuff. What we look for and what we strive for with uh, the barrel-aged stuff is funk. And the flavors that are developed by Britannomyces, which is a quote-unquote wild yeast strain. And... uh I think that takes a lot of aging. So, you know, to get something sour, to get something that has acid is not that difficult. So people that I call out one brewer and he's like, Oh man, I've got this culture that I, I can sour a beer in five weeks. I go, that's not that impressive. Yo play does it in three days. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. to, to create acid, it's not a big deal. Where are the layers of flavor, the layers of, you know, the, then that's where the aging comes in. That's where the stress on the yeast comes in. The, the oak with everything, the oxidation, microoxidation, all that, and the blending, and so yes, we do have to answer your question <laughs> a, uh, a barrel aging program. Uh, we've got its it's a separate room, uh, separate equipment, uh, procedure, everything. We've got about uh, almost 400 used wine barrels in there right now. Oh crap! Temperature and humidity controlled. So wow. It's like it's, a giant humidifier. Or, I mean, or... Uh, giant climate control. Yeah, yeah, there we go. There we go. Um, yeah, so, I mean, you guys are... You're, you're venturing into sour... Ter- not sour, feral territory. Yep. Feral territory. Um, you guys always do things right. Yeah. So, when you come to cooking and everything like that, or brewing, <laughs> sorry, brewing... I'm getting my home cooking. Yeah, yeah, home cooking, <laughs> home cooking. So the process is it much different when it comes to ferals and like everything else that you guys are brewing? It's slightly different. Okay, okay. So we will brew the beer, the base beer, a lot differently. Okay. Slightly differently. Um, what we try and do is, you know, for the most part, the process is the same, but uh, there's certain things we do differently. We have a higher mash temperature for the home brewers out there, so it leaves a lot more dextrinous malts. Uh, the reason why is standard brewer's yeast Saccharomyces cannot uh, metabolize long-chain dextrins. So by leaving those in place, the wild yeast Britannomyces and bacteria will, after our primary fermentation, we move it into barrels, uh, put in the wild yeast and bacteria, then they can chew on those and give off the flavors that they metabolize and reproduce and you know, the byproducts. Okay, okay. And then, like layman's layman's terms, is is that process? I mean, are you is that much different than the entire like brewing process of your IPAs? Or it's no, no. In the layman's process, not that much different. Okay. okay. I mean, we we try and keep everything as simple as possible. Okay. It's 
you know, a good way to screw things up is to complicate things. Yeah. So it's, uh, you know, I know I threw out big words, but it's, it's heating up some grain. <laughs> it's boiling it, adding some hops, adding some yeast. That's it. Yeah. You know, and then you can spend the rest of your life, you know, losing sleep and hair over little details. Yeah. But for the most part, it's, you know, shit that nobody needs to worry about. <laughs> I think the one, like, if anybody's interested, like, if anybody's listening, though, and, like, the, the chemistry behind the brewing and everything like that, when you talk about heating things, like, say you heat things to a higher temperature, what does that produce when you're tasting it? Or, like, what are the, the qualities that somebody would you guys tweak with the process on the back end. How does that? So to keep it simple, uh, lower mash temperatures usually produce, uh, beers that have more fermentable sugars. So okay. you're going to have a thinner beer or not. I shouldn't even say a thinner beer, but, uh, lager. No, or? I mean, it really depends on the beer. Everything okay. depends. Okay. But, uh, you know, if you want, say for us, we're doing a low ABV beer which isn't going to have a lot of body to begin with because there's a lot less grain. Uh, we might do a higher mash temperature called 154 Fahrenheit. And that's going to leave a little bit more of uh, the carbohydrates in there to create some body. Okay. You know, it's stuff that the yeast can't eat. If uh, you know we're doing a high alcohol beer, we're going to do a lower mash temperature. Or if we want a beer that wants to be a little bit lighter, it's a lower mash temperature. I mean, it's it's that's probably the hardest question you've asked me tonight <laughs> trying to yeah, yeah. trying to simplify it yeah yeah you yeah, know it's yeah. uh there, there's no right answer to it okay. i mean it's all over the place we can do low alcohol beers with low mash temps we can do high alcohol beers with high mash temps it's it's all over the place holy crap yeah science so, yeah man so body has nothing to do with mash temps at the end of the day or i mean body it, or does. Like, it does okay okay so kind of, well nah. depending on how you apply it yeah i mean it depends on the beer though Okay. Yeah. So it, the same four and a half percent alcohol beer, yes, uh, mash temp might change some things, but then, you know, if you're doing a 7% beer, then now we're talking, you know, apples, oranges. So it's all adaptable. And yeah, yeah. Yeah. You got to play experimental. Yeah. Hit every pitch differently. Holy crap. Yeah. Well, I want to ask you uh, one question before we let you leave. Um, so, you know, I, I've lived in, Brett and I have lived in San Diego our whole lives. Dan's been here for, I don't know. A decade now. Way too long than he when, to When be. did they throw you in that cardboard box and <laughs> kick you down the. Okay, we have another <laughs> half minute <laughs> show right now. So. Um, but, you know, coming in and, and being, you know, obviously so involved in the, the San Diego uh, beer scene. And you've seen how much it's exploded over these last couple of years. Um, you know, I'd love to hear what you think the future is going to hold. Um, I'd love to hear, you know, if, if you see yourself staying within San Diego or, you know, expanding outside, um, just like what the future looks like for the San Diego beer scene. And then you guys specifically too. No, like so, one year, five years, ten years from now. So I'll work my way backwards. For yeah, that. there we go. Uh, we just re-signed a lease for five years with no, another five-year option. Congratulations. Th thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, shoot, man. Uh, which means we're not going you anywhere. I mean, this, well, you won't see this while you're listening, but uh, Dud's face was so confused. Brett's congratulations. I go there all the time. So, I mean, it's a... It's yeah. a yeah. <laughs> no, we're, I mean, we're not moving that place. Uh, breweries are 
pretty capital intensive and it's an even worse decision to try and pick up and move. So we're there for another five years at least. Uh, I think most likely we'll be there for another 10 years. Cool. Um, haven't even started looking at what we'll do from there. We've got plenty of ideas. Uh, Travis and I spitball stuff all the time. I mean, when we started and we wrote, you know, we're tempted to write a business plan. It was like, let's do this, 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 and everything changed. And then year two, everything changed. And then year four, everything changed. And now we're here and we're like, oh, well, this sounds good. Everything's going to change again. But, uh, you know, that's why I don't like to say never. But right now there's what I want to focus on is what we're doing now. We're five years old. We have employees that have been with us from day one, five years in started with a startup and there's kind of the honeymoon phase where it's like, you know, I love this brewery. I love, you know, working here and I want to make sure they keep loving it. So I want to, you know, keep taking care of them and making sure that from a job standpoint, you feel fulfilled. You know, it's like, this is awesome. I still like working here. And it's not just, well, this is what I do every single day. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll tell you though, you, you go into society and, um, before you get into everything else, you, you have happy employees. Everybody's happy to work there. Um, that's, that's the happy pills we give them, though. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean that 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 environment it, it's a very it's homey. The beer. They just drink yeah, the beer. It's a very homey environment, though. I mean, everybody acts. They they know each other. Yeah. And I mean that's a, that's a cool cool yeah. thing that you've induced on that. And, and it's very much. I mean, Travis and I, our doors are never closed. You can come in. You can talk about anything. We do a lot of uh, events together with not only staff but everybody's allowed to bring their so. Yeah. So we try and keep it, you know, pretty casual. It's a uh, controlled chaos, like a structured, unstructured type thing. I feel you. And yep. uh, I've worked at other places where I've been like, God, I, you know, I hate the bureaucracy of this and that. So I want to, you know, make an efficient, successful company without having like the kind of, you know, cram down of, oh, well, I need to do this or I don't like dealing with that person and, you know, it can go on and on but the minutia yeah the minutia but uh to get into you know beer in the future uh there's no doubt in my mind that uh, the craft segment will continue to grow i mean once you're in it you're in it uh will people who are in it still drink the uh, industrial micro or macro lager yeah sure uh the you know buyouts and stuff like that it's it's really changing a lot of things and a lot of people like you know throwing their arms up and they say well this you know they're they're taking your kids and there's a part of me that thinks the breweries that are being acquired are probably going to be in worse shape than the independent breweries 10 years from now because you're at the mercy of a company that's making 50 billion dollars a year yeah and these breweries are making not all of them but call it 20 million a year that's I mean, they fart $20 million, Yeah, you know? you're, you're swept under a big umbrella that doesn't give a shit so about a lot of you. There's a yeah. uh, fantastic article on good beer hunting that the uh, one of the co-founders, owners of uh, Creature Comforts in Athens wrote. Uh, everybody should look it up and read it. I'm, you know, I don't, is it okay if I play yeah. it? Oh, yeah, good yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Good beer hunting is one of the best. And uh, it gives a good financial you know, breakdown. Not that it's right, but it gives another perspective. It's not a, you know, they're they're com- they're going to take your kids, you know, and you know they're they're changing. These are the Nazis, you know. It's it's not that. It's here's the play. So uh, 
what what Chris says is basically these guys are pawns in the game. Yeah. And I don't know. I have a lot of friends that work for breweries that were have been acquired, and uh, I'm still friends with them. So that makes it tough. You know, personally, I'm like, oh, shit. You know, like I can't support them from a business standpoint because I have a uh, responsibility to mm-hmm. look out for society and responsibility to, to you know look out for our community and our industry. But the guys are still my friends and gals too. You know, it's yeah, like yeah. I, when I say guys, it, I mean yeah, plural. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. both Him, sexes. Her. Yeah, yeah. Either or. So uh, no, it's going to be interesting. I'm not worried though. I think we're going to be fine. Uh, every, like I said, once you get in it, you're hooked. You know, and whether that means you drink a Keystone Light on the weekend, just don't tell me. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I'm looking um, at you guys, yeah. all uh, you guys right now. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, but if you do it, I don't judge you. Yeah. Even yeah. though my Facebook post the other day, I was like, better believe I fucking judge you. It's been a pleasure having you on. Thank you. Um, what events? does society have upcoming so we're pretty boring uh we like to uh stay on the normal path of not changing and uh not being sexy and new and doing new fads but we do have our fifth anniversary coming up there we go it's sold out though and it's sold out quick it was like coachella tickets uh, i know <laughs> and i have like a bunch of friends who are like dude can I get in? I'm like, I didn't think it was going to sell out that fast. You know, it's like in the past, it's taken a long time, but it's coming up June 24th. It's a uh, four hour beer and food festival. So we're pairing seven of our beers with uh, seven chefs who have foods. Tyson or, Blake to, from O'Brien's. Yeah. Too, by so the way. well then you have an hour break and then we're doing a seven course beer dinner inside. Oh, damn. Yeah. So it's nine so hours for, so it's 400 people at the fest and 100 people for dinner inside the brewery oh wow yeah and uh so that's the vip vip i tried to get that one i <laughs> yeah. literally that thing flew off the table i have than... family upset at me i'm like yes yeah. i'm sorry <laughs> like, we literally can't put another table it's in like here. graduation yeah. tickets yeah like well uh you know can you stick another seat in this chair i'm like no you're gonna be like bumping elbows with like a fat hairy dude no it's not gonna happen oh man we can uh, give you a half fig but well, that's uh, awesome yeah that's about it otherwise i mean we're five years old now we open our doors may 2nd and uh you know those five years not only they flew by but it feels like 20 yeah. but uh it's uh that's it i mean we're, we don't do crazy shit we we keep on you know the same path we've been on trying to make the same beers and the goal is you guys keep drinking them yeah yes and if you don't like them I'll go down on sinking ship. <laughs> I mean, well, you guys, we have drank a lot of beer tonight. We have drank a lot of beer. This and is, this shout is out, nothing. Yeah, shout out to the the staff that you guys have too. You have Jade, Troy, Sarah, everybody else that's working there is absolutely awesome, except for Jacob. Except, <laughs> except for Jacob, yeah. that guy wore underpants on a on an interview I saw when they were they were doing charity stuff for something. Oh, really? Yeah, in society, yeah. there was some video released that. Uh, they're like, yeah, you know, society's awesome, except for Jacob. But except you can just Jacob. go there when he's not there. <laughs> Dude, no, Jacob he's, he's is awesome. the coolest guy. Yeah, Jacob awesome. is the coolest guy. Yeah. If you get a, if you get a chance to go in there, definitely get a chance uh, and go into society. Um, yeah. 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 And like we said, don't use a Thomas Guide or a map. Uh, you just want to type in 8262 Claremont Mesa Boulevard into your Waze, Google Maps, or Apple Maps if you're a uh, Neanderthal. Um, and you can follow... Society Brewing on Instagram and Twitter 
uh, both accounts are at Society Brewing, but make sure you spell Society correctly, which is S-O-C-I-E-T-E uh, Brewing. Uh, so that's on Instagram and Twitter, and you can find them at SocietyBrewing.com. Dan, I need to correct you. Oh, you have to spell society incorrectly. Oh, <laughs> well, fuck me. All right. Well, uh, I'll be I'll be here all night. I write my own material. Uh, so make sure you do that. Uh, go check it out because again, we all love this brewery and we have been multiple multiple times. Uh, Doug, again, it's been our absolute pleasure having you on, um, and we hope to again have you on. I guess in five years we can. I mean, well, more times than that. But <laughs> yeah, in five years, in five years, when we're talking about your five year plan, Doug's giving us the look right now. He's like, "What did I do wrong?" What, what like, I meant, what I meant was, yeah. <laughs> after we have had you on multiple times, you see, this is what happens. Usually, I'm pretty strong in the closing, but you get two drawlers, and I'm uh, struggling. Yeah. But yeah, we look forward to have you on again in the future, and sure hopefully, chicken McNugget. It could over. be that I'm being poisoned by Taco Bell. Yeah, Dan is sweating over here, and that's not the harlot. Next <laughs> time we do this, we're getting Taco Supreme. <laughs> there we go, there we go. Yeah, we have a a, t- a, a and taquitos from Whataburger. Oh, you know what else? I'm sorry to bring this back, Keep guys. I'm, I'm so. Waffle House. Oh, Waffle House. Oh, oh my God. You smother hash go. browns, don't you? Chicken fried steak. <laughs> oh, <laughs> damn. Oh. That yes. looks too. He is going to burn a, down Waffle they, House they, if they pull that down. Off yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so make sure you follow them at Society Brewing on Twitter, Instagram. You can find them on Facebook and their website, societybrewing.com. Um, and again, if you tell them that Pop Not Soda sent you, they won't do anything except question why you said that. Um, but thank you for tuning in. This episode has been fantastic. We've had a blast. Uh, made sure if you miss us throughout the week, you can check us on Facebook at Batslash uh, Pop Not Soda Official. You can follow Brett on Twitter at Nieces Pieces. Brian is at BOwen619. I am at Paper Champion DP. And we have our show account at Pop underscore Not Soda. Don't forget to follow and us on instagram as well because if you haven't been following us you missed out on some behind the scenes videos tonight um and also sick. all the content and we will be posting um duds beer and movie pairing list on our instagram as well so you want to head over there and check out that list so you know what to drink with what you're watching um and just like this episode every monday you can find new episodes at popnotsoda.podme.com and on itunes podcasts so until next time again thank you Doug. As Brett says, we will see you on the flip side. Is that people? More people? <laughs> Drinking people. <laughs> <laughs>